Hello, hello. My name is Rachel Ivy, and you are listening to The Blueprint, a podcast designed to create a space for meaningful conversations around issues that really impact the construction industry. Today, riding shotgun with me, my co-host is Brian Broder from Ani Group. Hey, Rich. How hey, are you? how are you, Brian? Good, good, good. Um, as I just chopped up your last name. That's okay. Um, Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, Brian's with the Ani Group, and Ani is all things construction. They yep. are owner, general contractor, developers, property managers. They do it all. So, Brian, welcome. Thanks thank for you, thank hanging you. out with me Happy today. To be here. Yay. So, uh, we have an exciting... Uh, topic today of trades versus college yes. and uh joined by two great guests uh the first one to my left is uh, miranda olander olander yes Perfect. can you tell us a little about yourself what you're up to and why we asked you to be here hey yeah so i work at chicago jesuit academy and we serve grades third through eighth um we are a lower and all boys catholic school we're fully scholarshiped on the west side of chicago in austin okay I get to work in the college and career persistence office, which means this is a, a huge spiel, so bear with me. <laughs> we start with our eighth graders and we walk them and their families through the insane process that is applying for college or for high schools here in Chicago. And then they stay on our caseloads until they're about mid-20s. Oh, really? So okay. we basically wow. support them to and through their best fit high schools. We support them through a trauma-informed lens. We try to help them problem-solve things that are going on, goal set. Then we start talking to them about their post-secondary options when they're about juniors in high school. And that can be college, but it often includes the trades. It includes workforce training programs. It includes the military. Um, and our goal for them is to get meaningfully employed by their mid-20s. So that means that they can financially support themselves. Hopefully they have health insurance, all of the the good things that we enjoy. Um, and then they graduate off our caseloads when they're about 25, 26. Awesome. Right. So now you can see why we have Miranda here when we talk <laughs> trades versus, <laughs> versus construction because mm. these are opportunities. And so mm. she can kind of really speak to them. Um, our next guest for today is Sean. I'm not even going to try to mess with the no. last name, Sean. I'm just, I just, I just don't want to mess it mess it up um but he's with power construction one of my favorite uh general contractors um sean you want to tell us about um yourself and kind of um why we actually be here today yeah so number one sean Gloes. so very polish chicago name very yeah. hard to pronounce that, right? <laughs> um so i've been with power for about three and a half years i am the senior community development manager for them so I do everything community engagement for power, wear a lot of hats, but as it relates to, the, to today's discussion, I do a lot on the workforce front, uh, trying to get individuals throughout the city of Chicago into the construction trades. A lot of that intervention is done after the high school level, um, but we also are doing a lot of intervention at the high school level. So talking to students at Chicago Public School high schools or high schools throughout the Chicagoland region to really expose them to the full breadth of opportunities in the construction industry. So that's both on the operations side. So folks that go through engineering backgrounds, so more four-year traditional college, sometimes a little bit less than that. Um, and also on the trade and craft side. So union apprenticeships um, just to get them fully equipped with the knowledge they need in order to be able to make an informed decision before they actually make the leap to college or whatever else they're going to do after high school. 
Okay. Awesome. Um, so I just kind of kick us off. So Sean, if you had to tell someone, um, one of Miranda's students, the, the trade versus college, what, what would you say? Like convince me that I should really consider the trade. <laughs> I, what I, we start with, um, you know, what, what really is appealing to you? Do you want to be around behind the desk all day? Do you want to be out in the field? Um, do you like to work with your hands? Are you more computer driven? Just trying to figure out their interests because there are paths for both in construction. So on okay. the trade side, if you are very hands-on, uh, you like to build, you like to see the fruits of your labor, then there's a lot for you in the in the trades. Absolutely. And there are many different types of trades. So uh, it's not one size fits all. So if you are hands-on, uh, you can make very good money there. Uh, you, you know, apprentices usually start out about 60% of what you will make as a journey person after you go through your full apprenticeship. Um, but pretty much across the board in the trades, once you reach journey level status, you're making 40 to $50 an hour. Um, and that includes overtime from time to time. And that can equate pretty quickly to a six-figure salary. So uh, it's not like it's hard work, but it's meaningful work. Um, it, you get to see... Uh, know what you make on a day-to-day basis and you know you're able to provide for your family lots of great benefits uh that's the one thing that we hit on pretty hard is the benefits mm-hmm. uh pension uh, a lot to be said for walking away with a, with a pension you put in your years and then those checks keep coming until the day you leave this earth so and that money's guaranteed uh you know 401k we're riding the stock market and there's mm-hmm. some good things about that but there's some negatives to that as well um, and then also healthcare benefits. Um, our tradespeople, we were just out with them yesterday talking to a group, and uh, he said that he just had his daughter a year ago and spent $23 for the full delivery. And the healthcare covers the rest, which there's a lot to be said for that. So, wow. um, yeah, if you're hands on oriented, absolutely. But again, there's an awful lot of engineering positions in construction as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just really trying to give them the tools to make the decision. No, I was going to say it's it's interesting because I come, you know, I went to school for architecture, so I went the very college route. And at some point I realized, no one, we never had the conversation. I'm not that old, I'm 36, but we, we never had 18, <laughs> half my, for half my life, we, 18 years ago, there was never a conversation to be had in the high school that said, okay, like the expectation was everyone's going to college. And now I look at, you know, myself and others, it's like, okay, I've been graduated from college for some time now and got these loans. And, yeah. and it's yeah. like. You know, I think I'm hoping that the narrative is now changing in high schools and, you know, in the industry is that not everyone needs to go to college for everything. And I think you touch on what Sean said. It's, you know, what are you interested in? Do you want to work with your hands? Do you want to work through an apprentice program? Do you want to, you know, I know it's not construction related, but go to coding school because that's you don't need to go to get a four year degree. I mean, everyone who's doing coding right now, they were teachers, there were other stuff and they've switched industries. So I think, you know, having people like Miranda, I'd love to get your perspective on is, mm-hmm. you know, how do you have that conversation with kids and like, you know, what's, you know, what's the driving factor? Is it, is it loans? Is it school? Is it, you know, why do, how do they make the decision? Yeah. I think all of what's been said is super valid. I think we have the unique perspective of being able to know our students since fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade so that we get to start having those conversations when they're super young of like, what are you interested in? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. We get to have co-curricular. So if they're interested in, robotics if they're interested in coding like they get to try that stuff out and then we keep having those conversations so like Sean said like figuring out what is at the core of like what are you passionate about what are you interested in and just building off of that I think to your point like the narrative has gotten better about not college for all 
But I think you can still see a lot of CPS schools in particular, like really pushing that we have 100% college acceptance rates. But who's asking, what does that mean? And a lot of the times, Good point. especially in education, we've seen education kind of crumbling, right? Especially in the pandemic, you have a lot of turnover. You have counselors, college counselors who are managing a caseload of 200, 250 students. How are they really able to dig into what is what is the root of, of what's motivating these students? Mm-hmm. So what our office does is we really scaffold the support that is already existing in schools. And we're able to have those really individual conversations with the students and their families about where do you see yourself going? What are your goals and how can we help? make those steps easier for you when you're in high school to get to those goals. Do you find that um, like your organizations and other organizations, have you seen a push more for the trades given everything that's kind of going on or even given the skyrocketing cost of college? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have a high school senior and I had no idea that college cost as Mm -hmm. much as it costs. So when I'm looking at these schools and I'm like, what the heck are they teaching for 80 grand a year? Or this (laughs) Or people sat at home paying eighty grand a year yes. in their parents' house. Yes, yes. So I think yes. I think that whole the whole Zoom college the last couple of years. Like I don't envy the kids who had to deal with it, but I think it made a lot of people question: Why are we paying for this? Why are we paying this? And is it worth what is we're it paying? Worth what we're getting? You know, because yeah. to graduate, you know, with even if you have some assistance, if you graduate with a eighty, a hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of college loans, and you. You're not going to be a a doctor. Like, how are you going to pay that off? Like, you're literally mortgaging your future. Um, When you look at colleges that cost, or when you don't have a plan, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I think that we definitely need to start having different conversations. But I also feel like there are a lot of opportunities on the professional side of construction that we don't talk about. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there is definitely a need in that regard as well. Yeah, I think a couple of things there. Um, We are definitely seeing more of a push to get trades into the high schools, uh, which is a good thing. I think the negative side of that is that the prevailing narrative still seems to be, well, if you're not good enough for college, then fall back Mm -hmm. on the trades. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that there's an awful lot of trades that have very intelligent people. It's not for, if nothing else works out for you, then the trades will work out for you. That's not the truth at all. It's very hard work. It's very, you have to be passionate about it or you won't stick for the long term. And it's very math oriented. I mean, Mm -hmm. not all of them, but a lot of them awfully are. Um, And they're very skill-based as well. So uh, it's not that folks that are getting into the trades don't have any other option. A lot of them are going to the trades just because the trades are what is best suited for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, we've had a four-year high school scholarship for seniors that want to go traditional four-year college, get in construction management or engineering path, um, $2,500 to $5,000 a year, and it's renewable. Uh, When we first rolled it out, I thought, slam dunk, I'm going to be able to get into a bunch of schools, talk about the trades, it's going to be great. Uh, talk about full breadth of opportunities and use the scholarship as the carrot to get in the door. Uh, We were met with an awful lot of pushback because they were fearful that we get in and then push trades related positions Mm. on students that were considering college. Um, So that was not pushback that I expected. And when we got to the root cause of it, talking to administrators, uh, they just really didn't understand that there were 
um, operational positions in construction, engineering. Type but positions. even, even though know, I went to undergrad for architecture uh-huh. and you would thought at some point someone would be like, okay, you can be an architect, but with that degree, you could go be a real estate developer. You can go to project manager. Yeah. No, no, no. You're an architect. You go to studio, you learn how to design a building and that's it. So I think there's a disconnect even in co- uh, collegiate programs where they're not actually giving you like the real goods of what you can do with it. And I like to say like, yes, you might go to school, be an architect, but you, you're learning how to learn, but you actually don't learn anything until, same with construction or project management. You're given the tools to learn, and they're te- they teach you how to think or ask questions, but you actually don't learn anything until you're on the job. Right. Like, and that's why even like, you know, some of our junior staff, I'm like, I don't care if it's your project or not. You need to go walk the construction site once a week and ask questions. Like, mm-hmm. even on development site, go with the construction guy. Be like, why does it look like that? Because when you're looking at a piece of paper, you're like, it's a piece of paper. But when you're actually out there learning, you know, I think, you know, that's that's where the most learning occurs as you know individual and that's where growth happens and i think a lot of people are realizing that like well even the strength of a bachelor's degree i feel like in my experience is just not as heavy as it used to be now a lot of organizations and companies are uh, requiring you to have a master's degree so i think like this is kind of being uncovered as we go along as the pandemic like people are realizing that they can pursue different paths and be even more successful than the people who are going fifty hundred thousand dollars in debt and coming out and becoming a bartender or a waitress yep. or I mean, a tradesperson yeah <laughs> you do all the debt and then you go into the, your apprentice yes. program anyway but we're seeing uh, an awful lot of it yeah. um there is specific trades where i think half of the applicants they've had are four-year graduates so wow. you went to school you carry that eighty thousand dollars in debt just to go into an apprenticeship that you could have went into and avoided the whole mess it's interesting from my perspective i mean I, you know, I, as Rachel mentioned, we're owner, developer, general contractor. So, you know, from where I sit, we're kind of involved and see a bunch of different people. And some of the smartest people I know, like some of our project managers, you know, they've worked here in other cities. I always was like, oh, where did you go to college? I have one of my good friends I've known for six years and we're out to dinner one night. And she's like, what do you mean? I didn't go to college. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And she, and it's one of those things she, I assume, but she started at the bottom you know, you know, very entry level job and worked up. And she's literally one of the smartest people I know because she had on-site training. She had mentors. She had people who cared about her. Um, you know, I wouldn't say in the trades, but on the construction side, and she kind of learned and grew that way. So I think if you, there are opportunities out there that out that, that necessarily, you know, is a good to have a certificate in something and, you know, Continue learning, yes. But like the idea that you need a four-year degree to go work in some of these things is I think is an antiquated thing. I mean, you know, I'm even, as we're interviewing for certain staff, like I'll get stuff back from the recruiter and they'll say like, you know, I have a four year degree requirement on there. I'm like, just scratch it. It's entry level. Like so, I'd rather take the smart, the person who has the right attitude and wants to learn and doesn't know like, just have a four year degree from, you know, you know, I don't say accounting, uh, something related. I don't know. Like four year degree in like communications. <laughs> Great. You can communicate, but I hope I can too. Like, I don't even know what a communication yeah. degree does, whatever. Or like sociology. Same, and I have one. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's like, just cause you have a degree doesn't prove you're smarter than the person who doesn't have one. But I think we have to take those barriers down in corporate America as well. Do you guys think that with the, with COVID and how people have kind of it seems like disappeared in the workspace. Like Where every, are in- you? Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Like, no, like everybody, <laughs> every industry seems to be struggling to find a workforce. And so I'm wondering, are people really starting to evaluate um, all of the rules that they kind of have or the ideas around hiring? So it sounds like Ani, you have to, okay. Because you, here's the thing. You make all these strict rules. 
like you said, I don't know where all these people went. It's not like it's not like I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I I don't want to sound Mormon. It's not like a quarter of the country died, and all of a sudden it's like, but where is everyone? We can't find staff. Like, and it's not like everyone moved to Florida and then like laying on a beach somewhere. I just don't know what people are doing. Yeah, I don't know what people are doing either. Yeah, I mean we're we're going through the same evaluation process. We, we uh, traditionally uh, for construction management, a four year degree was required to be able to get an entry level project engineer position. And certainly, there's a lot of technical skills that go along with that. But we'll, we've reconfigured it a bit to have a new entry level position called assistant project engineer, which we're asking for two years of schooling mm-hmm. or an equivalent. Maybe right. you went through some certification program. Maybe right. you all have other life experience. But yeah, your point. A lot of that we can teach while they're there. It's just making sure that they have the acumen, the drive exactly. to be able to at least do the foundational skills that are required for the job. And I think it's one of those things that you have to, the company or the culture has to be set up to do that. Because if you if you say, oh, we're going to do this, but then you don't support those people, yes. they're not going to mm. succeed. Right. So you have to take the step back and say, listen, we're going to go outside of what we've done before, but we're going to have to take a look at ourselves internally as a culture and say, yes, we support this or you know, honestly, we, we say we want to do this, but we don't have the time. Or we, so I I hope other people listen to this and, you know, see sweets or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> you you want to make those changes, but if you want to make them, don't say you're going to do it. Actually support them. Go and support. Go talk to the high schools. You know, go actually, you know, take a step back and take a vested interest in your staff because your projects are only successful as your teams are. And if you let your team, you know. You know, give them the rope to hang themselves, and they don't succeed. Then that's on you. That's on yeah. you guys. Yeah, so. it's on yeah. you as a leader. I think it's the same with with different pathways too, right? If we're looking at a trades program, okay, you want people a pre apprenticeship program. You want people to come in. Are you helping them address some of the barriers that they are are yeah. seeing? Yeah, coming into this this field. Maybe they don't have information. Maybe they need support with childcare, and so. Our office has been really exploring like what what types of organizations are out there that like they want to help you train and so that you are certified to get into the field. But they also want to help you with transportation barriers. They also want to help you holistically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how I, I learned about you guys and connected with you. Because <laughs> awesome. you're, you're one of the, the people in the ecosystem out there doing that work. And it's really important to supporting the whole person. No, you're right. Um, one of the things that I was going to say, um, I lost my train of thought, but it was really around um, how are how does the trades kind of support um, diversifying? Like, how do you think that there's a shift because there's such a shortage in workforce um, with people starting like uh, Miranda's organizations really starting to look at how we can support diversifying the trades? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a focus on it right now. I would say as far as workforce shortage goes, I see it more on the operational side operational. than on the trading craft side. What I'll say on the trading craft side is there is definitely a shortage of diversity. Okay. So that's why those efforts are out there. We're being more intentional about reaching into communities that were not previously reached into in order to staff up that side of things. But as far as a pure body standpoint, there's an awful lot of people that want to get into trades right now, which is fantastic because hopefully there should not be a shortage of work as we go forward. On the operations side, yeah, I think across all everything. I mean, I mean we're a big business like anybody else. We're, we're, we're struggling to find IT folks, accountants. Wait, yeah. Ours started front de- from the front desk. We're unique, so it's, you know, you walk into a building and we build and it's from the front desk staff to the cleaning staff to, mm-hmm. you know, our office staff, corporate staff. We just them. can't find people. And it's, it's, and it's a full, like, you know, it's, you know, person at the front desk, it's an hourly position, it's a salary position, whatever, versus, you know, you know, a corporate side 
can't find people. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not quite sure where everyone. <laughs> and that's part of the educational yeah. outreach is just, you know, just explaining that we are a business like any other large business. So we have IT needs. We mm-hmm. have HR needs. Like there's a way to get in construction without managing a project or right. doing the actual building. There's a lot of pathways in. Yeah. So, you know what, Sean, I know what my thought was. My thought was I'm always torn between um, college and a trade because, well, the way you access the trade. So one of the motivation behind us is that it, it has been difficult to get into the trades unless you have some type of relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of my biggest things is that unlike college, if I want to go and learn something, because I'm a big um, proponent of learning, so... I can go into a trade. I can go spend a lot of money to learn something. I guess my struggle with the trades is that I can't say I want to be a carpenter and then go be a carpenter. Like I literally, there are things, I feel like I'm at the 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 nature of the beast. So I have to go and build these relationship skills so I can get in front of people. And so they can, so like what advice or like how, how would you say power is helping to change that narrative? Because I feel like that is a big that's why we exist is to help people access the trades because a lot of people don't have those relationships. No, agreed. And that's, that is the biggest advice I can give them is there are organizations out there that train and train well and have the resources and the connections to be able to get you to where you want to go. And you are a prime example of that. Um, It's, yeah, it, it, you almost take the place of a college on a trading craft side where, you know, I can say hmm, I went to University of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, being able to say I went to college so-and-so that has some a certain level of gravitas that comes with it. So mm-hmm. being able to, we work with you because I know what you do with the people you work with. I know how you prepare them. Mm-hmm. I know that you're not going to give me someone that is wholly unprepared to be on a construction site. So you put your stamp of approval on them and give them resources that are critical in order to get them to a level that they need to be in order to to be successful on the site. So, yeah, working with an organization like that to me is critical because not only do you have the resources, but you can do the training that's necessary as well. Well, good deal. Well, we're almost out of time. So if anybody has some final thoughts on Miranda, if you want to kind of share a little more about your um, what you guys do and how people, if they're interested, can get involved. Great. And then same thing for you, Sean. Um, let's go. You want to go, Miranda? Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as our school goes, so we're actually going through the construction process now because we are adding a girl's um, campus to our school awesome. so we're going to be serving Yay. girls starting in 2023 we're very excited but um, just for the next school year we are recruiting um, all of our grades grades three through eighth um, at our school you can visit our website chicagojesuitacademy.org um, just to kind of see what we're about put in an application again we're a fully scholarship school private school um, and so come learn about us and hopefully get your son enrolled this year and then maybe your daughter in a few years. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sean, you got some last parting words for us? Yeah, I think uh, if you're a subcontractor out there, please get a hold of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next show, Sean. <laughs> uh, happy to have a conversation. Yeah, if you're looking to break into the trades, please reach out to Rachel. Uh, you can also reach out to me. I'm always happy to share what knowledge I have, direct you as appropriate. Uh, if you go to powerconstruction.net, we post all of our available positions on there for both the trading craft side as well as the operation side of things. And like I said, there's all types of opportunities out there. Uh, it doesn't have to be engineering based. We need front office help like anybody else. We need help with all types of things. So 
um, please check out those two. And if you are associated with a high school, I am more than happy to go out there and speak to your yeah, students about okay, opportunities yeah. in the awesome. trades. Yep. Brian, you got anything you want to leave with our listeners? <laughs> um, I would just say that I think I encourage, you know, kids and their parents to, you know, take an act, have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because it's great, Marina, you, you're, you're through your scholarships through the school. You're able to kind of shepherd that. But every kid deserves that, whether it's their parent or, you know, other yeah. doll or someone else cares about them. So, you know, and the kids are listening, like, have the conversation with someone. Because mm-hmm. I think there's always people out there who want to help. You just have to access it. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. Well, thank you, Brian, for hanging course, out with you, me and um, riding shotgun. And then Miranda, Sean, thank you guys for coming. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any final comments or any um, uh, questions or some ideas for some future episodes, please feel free to send us an email at contact at basemagazine.com. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Base Magazine and listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Actually, I think we're on a whole bunch of um, platforms now. So just follow us, subscribe. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, so you guys. Much.